Welcome everyone to my podcast. I'm your host, Jen O'Sullivan. My desire is to help you on your personal wellness journey. When you know better, you do better, and then you'll be better. So you can find more of my resources over at jenosullivan.com. You can also head over to 31oils.com. Lots of stuff over there. Okay, let's get started. I'd like to share with you guys, if you'll let me, for the next hopefully about 30 minutes, um, my story, why I got so heavily involved in the natural health world and where that all came from. Uh, I was working with a friend of mine at one point. We were, oops, my drink here. I've got a metal straw. We were discussing the importance of understanding your why and, you know, why we do what we do and what that, what that looks like. Um, and I think one of the things I enjoy teaching people and helping people with is getting to their deeper why and helping you understand that oftentimes your surface reason, uh, you want to help people or, you know, you had an issue with something and oils solved it. Once the oils kind of solve something for you, like, you know, take away some pain point in your life, um, that's that can't still be your why, right? I have people all the time saying, um, saying that their why is based on, um, like their kids. Well, when your kids grow up and move away, your why will change, right? So that's okay. And it's a good thing to understand, um, maybe, you know, the now why, but also the deeper why is important as well. So I'm going to tell you guys my story and my, I guess it's sort of a now why, but it's more of a deeper encompassing story. So what the deal is though, with this story, uh, and what happened to me and my family is, um, there's obviously more to it, right? I mean, I could probably do a three hour lecture on this and I won't do that to you guys. <laughs> but it it's something that um, honestly doesn't have anything to do with oils. And interestingly enough, many of your stories don't either. Like you found oils as a solution to something that you were trying to work on, or you found natural supplements as a solution to something you were working on. And that was a why at the moment. But if you were to go beyond that part of your life and find out what was what's driving you, you know, so I worked with a girlfriend of mine on this, and it it helped her out tremendously. I try to help uh, friends and stuff on their why. Um, And then it got me thinking that one of the things that connects people, right? When you think about humans connecting with each other on a deeper, deeper level, um, what's usually important to consider is like your desire to build a relationship with them. Um, I was a wedding photographer for many years and I worked with very high end people, I guess. I don't know what you would call them, but they're, they were celebrities. They were dignitaries. They were people who had lots and lots of money for whatever reason. Um, I worked with different princesses from different countries, uh, people that, you know, uh, A-list celebrities down to just, you know, random TV show people. Um, that was my business. And I had made myself a very well-known photographer in Beverly Hills, Pasadena and Irvine. I had three studios running at one point. Um, I was known across all the five star five diamond hotels. And I did that because um, 
because I was good at what I did. And, and I can say that with certainty because I, I am a, an expert trained photographer. I've taught photography for years. Um, I'm trained through Art Center College of Design, which is the, the best photography school in the world. Um, so I am a master at my craft when it comes to photography. I'm not just like a mom tog who got good at photography and then decided to shoot weddings. I'm like an old school dark room, all the good chemicals, <laughs> all the bad chemicals, right? Uh, photographer who, who just was deep into it and really could get myself into and out of any situation necessary. And meaning, you know, if the lighting was wrong, I could make it right. And I was known for being able to photograph people, um, like without Photoshop. And that was one of my celebrity customers came to me and I did a quick engagement shoot of them and then had them come into my office and see the photos. And she was really mad at me when she was looking at the photos because this is a, a girl who's been photographed a gajillion times. She's in all sorts of print ads and TV shows and all this stuff. And she sat there in my office and as I was going through the photos, she was getting more angry and more angry. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like, oh no, I messed up. And she goes, I don't understand why you would do this. And I'm like, do what? She was like, why would you Photoshop every single image? And I was like, um, these are raw files. I haven't even touched them. And she was like, what? Because <laughs> she understands that, you know, the photos aren't that great. And then the photographer at the end, back end, they do all the touch-ups and then it's beautiful. Um, I don't need to do that. I am a master lighter. And like I said, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but this is what I was trained in. And um, I even taught a class at, at Art Center. I was the location lighting class photographer for a, a semester when the teacher, like they called me in an emergency situation when the teacher couldn't come in anymore. So that was what I was known for is just lighting, lighting naturally without having to use a gajillion lights, you know? And so that's what I'm trained in. And so I was, you know, celebrities would come to me because they knew, you know, they didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for, you know, people who have money don't want to spend money. That's just the key to understand. People who have money want to keep their money. <laughs> That's why they have money, right? People without money don't have money because they keep spending their money to make themselves feel better. <laughs> so just a little funny thing about people with money, right? And so my goal, so I'm going to kind of back into how I would build a relationship with people uh, when I was a wedding photographer for many years, for like 12 years, I was a wedding photographer and I was a commercial photographer as well. So that's neither here nor there, but I want to help you understand something that I would do in, in my client meetings that helped build a connection. And we all know that telling stories is important, but one of the things I knew was that, um, if I could, if I could get some sort of tears out of my out of my clients, <laughs> I knew there was a connection that was made. And I would tell story after story after story. Uh, they, some of them weren't even my stories. There were stories from other stories that I had heard. And that's why I tell you guys, like, you know, build your stories of your use, but you don't, it doesn't have to be your story necessarily. Some of the stories I tell about the business side of even this business is my upline story because her story is so powerful. And I'm going to share that in a minute. But, but one of the things is that I, my goal was to get anybody in the room to cry. And if I could get the groom to be to cry that forget it, that sealed the deal, right? And I, the stories were great. And maybe sometimes I'll share with you guys the stories I would tell because they are true stories that connect people to people. And the moment they connected with me, they were like, it doesn't really matter how much she charges, we're going with her, you know, so here's the point that I want to help you understand people do not buy a product or a service or a widget or a book, right? I've cleaned up here. So we're not we're not selling anything on this one. It's like, 
they don't, you guys don't sell, you don't buy that. What you buy is a person. You buy me. If you connect with me, you are in. And many of you guys are not on my downline. Many of you guys are just part of my bigger tribe. Some of you guys have chosen to join my Team Vitality group, and that's a much more connected tribe, right? But generally speaking, I have thousands of you who just get me, right? Um, And I can be a little bit kind of slap happy, you know, I get on my little uh, soapbox and kind of go a little crazy sometimes. But I'm learning to communicate better, even with you guys, I'm learning to soften my word choices, right? I'm learning to not be so aggressive with some of the language that I use. I have an 11 year old boy, that's not an excuse. But like, we sort of talk about funny words here, you know, and we might use a little bit more aggressive terminology. Um, Nothing bad, but But what I've learned recently is sometimes my word choices can come off as shaming, right? If I say, oh, don't be an idiot, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you're not going to hear that in my book. But when I talk, I'm a little bit more kind of, you know, spunky. And that um, is not good for relationship building. You know what I mean? It's like something where we want to be kind to people where they're at. We, you know, I personally want to help you on your journey and I can't help you on your journey if you're getting blocked because of word choices that I'm using. And so my goal is to connect with you guys on a, on a deeper level and, um, even a spiritual level, right? And some of you guys know that it's a big deal for me to be able to help you guys through some of your spiritual challenges, um, some of your relationship challenges that I feel, um, in one area when it comes to like marriage, uh, some of you guys know Tim and I really well, and you know, like I have a good handle on what it means to be a wife and to be a good wife. And so I help, I help you guys with that, um, when you're in my inner circle. So, I want to help you guys understand the reality of why I started down a more aggressive path toward my health and wellness. Um, Generally speaking, I felt like I was moving in the right direction, but I feel like I didn't have a complete picture of that direction. Like it's sort of like when you have a, a view of the forest, you know, or, or just the trees, right? It's like, you kind of need both. And, um, I really was too nitpicky on like, right up close things. And I really did need to back up and get a 30,000 foot view of the forest alongside of that, you know, view of the microbes in the dirt, right? And so I felt like I knew what healthy was. But what, in fact, was my thought process of what I thought healthy was, was actually killing both me and my husband. Now, Tim and I, and he's amazing. I had a crush on him in seventh grade and uh, actually eighth grade, middle of seventh grade. I met him, but eighth grade, I was like, oh, he's just yummy, right? He had like the mustache going and he had his cool BMX bike. And I just was all, all in love with this kid. And he didn't even know who I was. I nervously made him sign my eighth grade yearbook. And I think he had said like, have a bitch in summer. (laughs) Like, right. It was like a celebrity. I got this guy to sign my yearbook. And he doesn't even remember that to this day. I have proof so he can see it, but he's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and so what, what was interesting though, is like we got married, um, in 2004, uh, we ended up dating in high school. And so he is my high school, um, sweetheart, but we got married in 2004 and then our health started to decline rapidly because both of us were just happy and eating. And we weren't really like, didn't, I don't know, just whatever. We just felt like, let's go to McDonald's every night. Like really, we were going to McDonald's and Del Taco and Taco Bell and all the fast food places here. And so 
a few years later, right in uh, like 2006-ish, just just right before 2007, we started discussing the possibility of of having a baby. And I remember in December of 2006, um, meeting a girl who was, I'm talking, glowing. She and all the pregnant women I had met in the past, you know, were just you know you, you let yourself go, eat whatever you want, and they were just huge and just looked unhealthy and were tired and were just like ah. So I met this girl, and she was in her very last, like, month, and she was really big and thin, though, just the belly, and she was glowing. I'm talking, she looked like the epitome of health, and I remember asking her, like, what are you doing? And so she got me involved in what I now kind of term as my health and wellness plight. I I started down this road of, okay, I realized what we were doing was not conducive to bringing a child or a newborn into the world. So I'm like, no more fast food. And we really need to get a handle on this whole bleach thing. Because I heard somewhere at that point that like, if a, if a baby crawls through bleach, they'll die. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Because I love my bleach. Like that was a big deal for me back then. And so it was about a year. It was, you know, I would say that's December of 2006. And I had this kind of this kind of path of just cleaning up our lives, cleaning up our lives, getting Tim on some like fruit and veggies and me on more fruit and veggies and stop eating all the like junk and drink more water and like the whole thing, get rid of all these chemicals. We really did. We swept our whole house clean of any toxins in our house because for me, I was like a total hoarder. And I don't know how many of you guys are hoarders, but I was the hoarder of I have to have cleaning supplies in the droves. And I was so proud of like my cleaning caddy with every single thing you could possibly think of. And what was interesting to me is that I didn't even know that that stuff was bad for you, you know, until I started learning. And then I was like, ooh, okay, it's bad, but I can't give it up. I'm going to put it in a box with a case, like a cover on it. So it had a seal, sealed tight cover. And I had one, I really, I had two. My husband would say you had like five in my, in my um, closet, all, you know, those, those sealed cases just everywhere. I mean, they were stacked and he's like, really with the products. And then down in the garage, I had another one that was sealed. That was all of the cleaning supplies and stuff. And so I was like super, super like a hoarder when it came to products and cleaning supplies and personal care things. And, you know, I'd buy one thing and it didn't work great, but I wouldn't throw it out because, you know, you never know, you might need that mascara again that you didn't really like. (laughs) That was me and I had so much of it. And so um, the reality of this hoardiness, right, was that it wasn't serving me well. And I um, interestingly have a tendency to hoard humans as well. So I want to fast forward to um, when Jacob was born, And I felt like we were a mostly synthetic free home or so I thought, like I said. Um, And I want to kind of fast forward to the fall of his first grade year in elementary school. So again, I'm thinking we're good. I'm thinking we are we are pretty good on the health thing. But he got sick and I'm not talking just a little sick. I'm talking really sick. And his his fever was scary high. At one point, I think it was like 106. I have to go back and look at the temperature gauge because we have like the the one that is all digital that's in your phone. But I just remember looking online going like, I think people die at this high of a fever, like if it's consistently this high. And so I remember putting him in an ice bath 
And I just, I was like, I don't know what to do. My mom was like, bring him to the emergency room. Cause like, we were like, this is crazy. And so we brought him into the ER and to say that I was scared was an understatement at this point. Um, we spent three days. He did the whole like full body MRI. Like they couldn't, they couldn't figure out what was going on with him. I spent three days sleeping in a chair next to his bed in isolation in the intensive care unit. And the doctors were in and out. They would come in and they would have to fully decontaminate themselves and wear like the full garb and the mask and everything and the gloves. And then when they left, they had to like decontaminate themselves. And we were court, we were cordoned off. And so um, the thing about this was, is that I, like, it was so confusing to me because you guys know I like answers and nobody had any answers. And the doctors were at a complete loss. Um, They thought he had pneumonia. And still to this day, like we say it was pneumonia, but it, it wasn't. He was never contagious. There was never any indication of that. They saw things on his scans that could have been pneumonia. But again, they pumped his sad, sorry, little, weak body full of every single antibiotic known to man. And they finally, like just were like, we, we can't do anything else. I literally remember thinking, does anyone know what they're doing here? And, um, everyone was confused. I was confused. And it came down to the point by the end of the second day, um, they had given up. They literally said, we don't know. We can't help him. We just have to let like his body do his thing. So it was at that point that I was like, he's going to die. Like, this is it. This child is no longer going to be here anymore. And I couldn't even fathom that because you guys, I, he, he's our only child. He, you know, he was in first grade. We're not planning on having it anymore. And I was like, okay, this is my Isaac moment. Like I straight up am giving him up to God. Like I, I'm not going to have this child anymore. God is telling me like, you're making an idol of this child and I'm taking him away from you. And that's what's happening. And it was clear to me, like they stopped coming in and out. It was now empty. And I was alone. And I don't mean just alone. I mean alone, alone. My husband couldn't come in. So for this whole ordeal, I was alone. So my husband was working the night shift and he couldn't get out of work or they would fire him. It was really bad. My family didn't come. And I honestly, it was such a whirlwind. I felt really let down by that. Um, I don't know if it was me saying don't worry about it, but he was so sick and everybody was so confused that I feel like somebody should have come. Um, All of my friends um, here in town didn't come because we were in a hospital that was about 40 minutes up north because that was the only hospital that had the children's ward for what we needed. And, And again, I know myself and I know I tend to be like, oh, don't worry about it. But I mean, three days in the hospital and nobody shows up. And I was just diagnosed with celiac, just learning the gluten-free thing. So I'm in a hospital. This is years ago, you guys. He's now 11. So this was, he was six, right? And nobody had gluten-free stuff. So I'm starving and I'm freaking out. And not a single soul came to even give me new clothing or how, literally three days. (laughs) We thought it was just going to be an in and out. I had no clothes, no food. I'm eating like the, the stuff that they were giving him that was like the jello because there was nothing. It was so intense of a time for me. And God just broke me down. 
And so I remember after they after they left, I sat there and I'm like, okay, God, you can take him. Like you can take him. Clearly, he's not mine anymore. And he never was, right? And I remember not begging him. I remember saying, like, I will not beg you to leave him here with me. Uh, and, and it was a clear, it was like a clear, like epiphany moment of realization that Jacob was a gift to me. And for the time that I had him, I was blessed beyond any measure I could have ever imagined because that kid is phenomenal. And if any of you guys have ever met him, you know, he's just a really amazing child. And I just felt like, okay. And I started going through the motions in my head of like, what is this going to look like? And Jacob's dying, like he's going to no longer be here. And so I just remember being filled with such intense gratitude for him, for God giving him to me, for him loaning to him for me for the short amount of time. And I was giving him back, like, here is your your soul back, your child back. And I kid you not, it was two hours later that Jacob woke up, the nurses came in because his vitals were like kind of coming back and they were all freaking out like what's going on. They were dumbfounded. The doctors were like, I don't know, but he's his fever is broken. We're good. So we just have to wait 24 hours and then we can release you. But let's just see how it goes. So I was like, what? Like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. Like, was this some sort of weird test? Because still, I mean, we got a $25,000 medical bill for nothing. Really, they didn't, they said, we don't know still what it is and what's going on. But this is all that we did for him. So you have to pay us. You know, I was like, what? And we were at that point, I'm like, I'm not paying that you guys did like, you know, this was my aggressive way of like, I don't know what to do with that. But okay. So um, we ended up paying it later. But it was like, like, serious shock, right when that happens. But all I could think of was, okay, you gave me my son back, he's yours. And I need to do a better job of this whole stewarding this child business, (laughs) because I was not doing a good job, you guys. And when I think about my wellness regimen with him, it was nothing. And I you know, today he will tell you like, Oh, yeah, my mom absolutely like is on me with like everything. And and he will write letters to me like, thank you for being my nurse. Like he knows I'm like nurse mom and, and he loves that. But before I was like, yeah, you're sick here. Have a grilled cheese. Have some, have a, you know, what is it we learn, right? Drink uh, orange juice when you're sick. And it's like, really? You're just pumping your body full of processed sugar, right? It's like horrible. And so it was at that point that um, I swapped my belief system of just letting things happen to, okay, my, I guess, priorities of this is not my child, it's God's child, and I am damaging him, right, based on how I'm approaching his health. And so it's not about all those comfort foods and stuff like that. It's I just needed to do better. So I had the second chance, God given second chance with Jacob. So I leaned in. Okay, so this was in October of his first grade year. Um, Two weeks later, Jessica Petty, she was a student of mine. So remember, I was a photographer. I also taught photography art center. I ended up teaching college students at several other colleges and one college in particular up in Santa Clarita. She was a student at and she came into one of my classes. And like, she will tell you this, like she wasn't like an 
any star student. She wasn't like a phenomenal photographer because she really didn't like photography. She just took it as an elective. And she'll tell you this now that she was like, I took every single one of Jen's classes because I liked her. I connected with her. She did. She she was like, I don't know why I'm creating a logo. I have nothing to create a logo with because then she took my like Photoshop class and my media design. Like she was taking like all of my classes and I was always like, oh, she's super sweet, but okay. <laughs> you know? She's now like married to a photographer. Like it's the crack up. Like, so a lot of stuff that I taught her back then translated and she called me out of the blue. I hadn't heard from her in probably, I don't know, since before Jacob was born. And she said, hey, I'm doing this new thing. I've been in this business for about 18 months and I sort of fell backwards into it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I have some questions. I've hit this glass ceiling. So I'm like, yeah, come on over. I, my coaching was $500 an hour at the time. So she, she came over and we're talking and she's showing me all of this stuff, like these charts of people and these, these like flyers that she has. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm like, what do you do? And she goes, Oh, I'm working with young living. And I go, oh, that's fantastic. Like, I've been using Young Living since 2007. That was part of my actual in. When I was doing all the early research before I had Jacob, I purchased my starter kit through Young Living. And that's where I, that was one of the pieces to the elements of me trying to get healthy. But what what was happening was something very different from what was happening with Jessica. So Jessica sat there and told me, all of this like stuff that she just she she explained how she got started and how she literally bought all of the doTERRA oils I'm gonna tell you her whole story here okay so she had a friend come that was a doTERRA rep and she had a party and she was like this is amazing she bought the whole thing and she was using them and using them and then another friend was telling her about Young Living and she's like I want to try those too. So she bought the whole thing, right? So she's bought all these oils. So now she was using doTERRA. Then she started using Young Living and she was like floored at the difference. And she was passionately telling me like, Young Living is so much better. And I I just, I literally, she said, and she's still to this day, she's like, I have them all in a box somewhere. Like she just took all those oils. I mean, that's expensive. I'm like, didn't, why wouldn't you just return them all? Right. And she's like, I didn't know. I was just so excited about this new journey. So she put them all in a box out of sight, out of mind. She fully went in with Young Living because she noticed a major difference in the quality of the therapeutic action. Okay, so again, this is what we talk about. They're different. One is more for aroma. If you want sweeter smelling oils that smell better, she was like all impressed with the action. So that's where she was going for. And she was just like floored. So she's telling me all of this and she, I'm like, whoa, psycho, right? Like in my mind, I'm like, slow down. (laughs) But she was in love, right? When you think about that, it's like, you just can't shut up. And so then she's like, and I just didn't know anything about this. She's like, I was in finance before. I was like a financial planner. And I don't know, you know, I just, I started telling people about it because I loved it so much. People started ordering. I didn't know what to do. It was just crazy. She's like, now I have 5,600 people under me and my, I'm at platinum. So this is again, uh, four years ago. She's like, I'm at platinum and I've hit this glass ceiling and she was showing me the comp plan. She's like, platinums make like $15,000 a month. And I'm at, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm like right at the point of hitting diamond, which is like $30,000 a month. And so she's like, I, I, I just don't, it's crazy. She's like, I've been doing this for 18 months and I just, it just all is flooded in. And I don't know. I don't, I'm like thinking what little Jessica Petty, like she was my quiet girl in the back of the class. She was very consistent, but just a, a loving, happy person. And I was like, what? 
And she was, I'm talking like dripping passion over these oils. Okay, so why this was so confusing to me was because my oils that I had bought eight years prior in 2007, I was like, they're a tool. And what I mean by a tool is it's sort of like who gets passionate about their toilet paper? I don't know. And she was going on and on and on and loving all of this stuff. And I'm like, I kind of want some of that passion. (laughs) You know, it was exciting. And it was at this point, too, in my career with photography, that I was I was getting worn out. And if you work with celebrities and people with money, it it was getting it was wearing on me because they just treated me poorly towards the end because I was making a lot of money. I mean, I was making like $27,000 per wedding. And I was like, it just was just nuts and just crazy. You fit, you feel like you're just a servant. Um, and they're paying you for that. Right. And so it was just, um, I was just kind of spent and there was a lot of other stuff that God was really clearly moving in my life, very clearly moving in my life. And it was at that point. So November, right just April before I had become a Christian. So God was just like hammering different areas of my life. Obviously, Jacob won. Now he's working on my career. So I'm sitting there watching this girl just be so passionate. And I'm thinking, what in the world? I use my oils like my toilet paper, meaning it's just toilet paper. It's a tool, right? And she started explaining different things to me. And I'm like, okay, I learned all sorts of things about the technology, the technical stuff behind oils, the, the molecular structure from Gary, because like anytime he ordered anything, he would like send, he would, whoever sent anything back then in 2007 was sending you like weird CDs that I'd pop into my, my car CD player and listen to his lectures. So I learned all these old school techniques on an island. I didn't know there was this community. She was showing me all these people. And I'm thinking, okay, you're about to make, you're pretty close to making $30,000 a month and you've hit a glass ceiling. Like what? (laughs) I was so confused, but I kept thinking like, how in the world, how does someone like that do that? Right. And, and she's coming to me for advice because she's looking for outside the box advice And I did give her a bunch of advice on what to do. And she ended up using that. And, um, you know, I was like, good for you. And that was in November. And God was still working on me because I, in my mind, pride was a big issue. Literally, God was working on like my pride. I was this celebrity wedding photographer, right? I was, I was like up there. And, um, and he used several people in my life to just chop me down. And that was great. It was very hard and painful because, you know, when you chop off limbs and chop off things and prune, it's painful. Um, But I came out of it four months later, completely defeated. And what I mean by that is the health thing with Jacob, the thing that just had happened in October, then Jessica coming and and like he was chopping me down. And I won't get into all the details of that. But there was some really nasty things that happened in the wedding industry. um, Around that time, if you if you kind of do the math on those dates, um, you can understand what I'm talking about. We won't get into it here. And so it just was really weird. And I had people saying like, you know, you just have to own up to it. You just have to like say it was your fault. And I'm like, I don't know how this was my fault. I, I, I can't figure it out. It's really just as of recently that I've figured out 
where I was at fault. And yes, I was at fault. And I was at fault for trusting the wrong people. And that's my problem is it goes back to my deeper why of gullibility, that I am very gullible. I trust people when I shouldn't. Um, I need to know who my internal confidant people are and, and utilize them as opposed to trusting people that aren't in my inner circle. And I, I, I tend to do, to do that, to just say too much to the wrong people. And so that happened. And it was clearly God kind of pushing me out until in February, I had this conversation with Tim, which some of you guys might have heard this story, but um, of just sitting in on my couch, and I felt even even the people that I was trusting, right, I was having these issues where God was just taking people that I did trust, and those people were turning on me. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this. Like, uh, I tell you guys, I have nonverbal learning disorder. So that's a really frustrating place to be because I want answers because words matter. And I have a really hard time when people ghost me. Um, I just keep I just will keep asking you it's horrible. Like if you absolutely ghost me, I will keep at you. And that's just something because of my nonverbal learning disorder. And, and I apologize, I suppose, but it is just who I am. So um, anyhow, I'm digressing in my mind. So as I, I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, um, I need direction and guidance. Jessica was showing me all of her team. She's part of the lemon droppers. And she, sh- she was showing like what Lindsay Moreno had and everything that she provided and what Monique McLean has and what she provided. And she was like, I'm just involved in this like beautiful community of women who absolutely have your back and support you. And I'm like, that's what I need. Right. And the whole time I'm like, that's part of the element that I'm missing in my life is that I got people backstabbing me left and right. I got people I can't trust and I just don't know what to do with that. So, so I called Young Living (laughs) first before calling Jessica and I said, Hey, I'm just curious about maybe doing the business because you have to remember four months was going by because I was like I'm a celebrity wedding photographer what am I going to be the oil lady now I mean it was a real pride issue for me really think that through right like I sell oils now and I used to like work for celebrities like it, it just didn't make much sense to me so I had to wrap my own mind around it so I was just doing my little research so I called Young Living and they're like you don't have to do anything we already have a 1099 from you back in 2007 you are all set to go you don't honestly, like they said, you could start selling today. And I go, well, I don't have a full kit, though. I know the kit has probably changed, right? And they're like, yeah, you could buy a kit if you wanted to, you you know, you could totally do that. And I said, okay, well, if I wanted to start, I'm sort of interested in being on this team. And interestingly enough, my girlfriend who's who was at my church, um, was talking to me too about it. So in that four month period, I'd find found this other girl. And she's like, because I was just asking questions now. And she goes, Oh, you should totally join our team. It's a great team. It was on Jody Meshick's team. And, and she's like, we, it's a great Orange County team. And we do a lot of events here. And I was like, Okay, well, let me think it through because Jessica had approached me first. And Jessica, you know, I was already a member. I went on my account. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And I asked them, I said, like, the person who signed me up in 2007, I don't know who she is or where she is. She's never contacted me. Is that something that's allowed? And they looked at my account and because see, 
that person never taught me about ER. They never taught me how to order. I never ordered online ever. I never knew how to do it. I would just call. So anytime I needed oils, I would call Young Living and they would just like reactivate my account and ship products. It was usually like once a year or like every 18 months. So I was in the point where I hadn't ordered in over a year. So they were like, actually, you're eligible to switch. So I was like, oh, cool. So I I said, I'll call you back. (laughs) So I called Jessica and bless her heart. I said, I am interested in possibly joining your team because I just loved all the stuff you showed me and all the materials and you talked so like she was so passionate about her upline and about the support that she got and the free training and everything. And I was like, I kind of want that, (laughs) the community of that. And I go, but, but I said, but to be fair, I have my friend here at my church who also is a, a, she was a silver at the time. Um, She's like, you know, she's thinking she'd like me to join. And, and, and Jessica, like I said, bless her heart. She was like, no problem, Jen. Like you decide what's best for you. You figure out what you think is going to be the best thing. Um, I'm just going to send you some stuff to like help you uh, see kind of what we offer. She FedExed me that next morning. It was like FedEx morning delivery. (laughs) She FedExed me a whole packet of like all the lemon dropper materials. And I was like, you know, as a graphic designer, to me, I was like, this is brilliant. So it was like a, you know, I prayed about it, but then I was like, okay, this just makes more sense. So I called Young Living. I transferred my membership to Jessica. And um, it was great because uh, then I was able to learn right away. And it was, it was within the first day that I transferred, I watched all of Lindsay Moreno's training videos twice, like all in one day, just watched all day long. And I had written a book prior called The Marketing Insomniac. And I was like, okay, a lot of what she's saying makes a lot of sense to me, but a lot of it sounds too easy, quite frankly right? Miss Red over here, know it all. So I'm like, I'm tired though. I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I just want to do, I just, I'm just going to do what she says. She just, she gives you a, a thing to say. It's like super duplicatable. She's like, just do this. It's easy. Just do this. Like she was very clear about like, don't make it too complicated. And, um, and she spoke my language, right? Lindsay's like a red and very, um, just kind of like shoot from the hip, you know? And she's not apologetic. She's like, I'm still going to eat McDonald's when I want to. And I'm still gonna, you know, drink my, um, sweet tea from, I forget the name, I think, whatever, but, um, like she just is who she is. And I love that about her, that she is just this beautiful, uh, this is who I am soul. Right. So, so I just did what she told me to do. And you guys, it was like, my whole account was blowing up and I was like, what's going on? This is super weird. Like it was so much fun and the community and the learning and all of that. And so I was able to share some of my super, super old school knowledge from Gary that I had had learned. And I realized a lot of the girls in the oils industry were new, right? Everybody's new. So I was able to come in and kind of give a different perspective and being a college educator, that's my passion. That's what I do. Um, I was able to then watch all of Monique McLean's videos. So it was just awesome. And for me, it was one thing after the other, after the other. So what I'm going to do with you guys uh, moving forward, we have uh, a couple things happening because I want to share with you guys my individual stories of aha moments. You guys love those. You've asked me for more of those. So I've written a whole entire thing on stories about what happened when, you know, when I use them and how it happened. And you guys will love them because the stories make it fun. But this is where I'm going to encourage you guys to consider what your story is, how far back, how deep it goes. And for me, of course, I don't ever want to see my son in the hospital again for something like that. 
ever. I want to arm myself with the information I need to be able to prevent that, right? Essential oils don't prevent and treat, but what they do do and what these beautiful products do, right, is that they help our bodies function better. And that's, we don't go anymore. I can't even remember the last time we were at the doctor. That was the last time. That was four and a half years ago, you guys, that Jacob was hospitalized And since then, fine, nothing. You guys have seen a couple times here and there, and I've showed you what I do with him, where he's just a little bit not feeling well. And it's so much better and easier to help keep myself, my family above the wellness line. It's so much cheaper to keep my family above the wellness line than it is to deal with $25,000 for a three-day stay at at the hospital. No thank you, okay? This is what I'm talking about, where you guys absolutely need to consider your health and overall wellness. And for me, it's a no-brainer. For me, it's something that I absolutely want to scream from the mountaintops, right? And so my own team knows this about me, that I'm like, come on, you guys. Like, I just want you to thrive, and they, they do. We, they, we have these discussions all the time and they're giving me things that they're working on and I love learning from them. So if you are touched by this story or if you're like, I, it was like me, I wanted what Jessica had and I wanted to hear more stories from her about what she was so excited about. And like, I really did. I was calling her. I'm like, can you please explain to me why you switched from doTERRA to Young Living? Can you explain to me you know, really what that meant. And so for me, that was like, well, I need to try them now. So then I had a doTERRA girlfriend at church and I'm like, can I have some of the oils? Like, let me buy some of them. And, and then I started, that's when I started getting into all the testings. I'm like, I didn't know there were all these other companies out there for essential oils at that point. So I bought them all and started testing. And that's how I become, became known as the person who tests. You guys message me all the time. Have you test so-and-so? Have you test so I'm like, there are thousands of oil companies. So I've only tested the most popular and that's it. But it's a lot still. I mean, I have to do the math. I think it's, I think it's 24 or 25 essential oil companies to date that I've tested, but that's like huge. I want to make sure that you don't get duped, that you are confident and feel like, ah, oh, I'm all in. Okay. And the thing is about that is Let's back up because you don't have to be all in. I have a girlfriend and I love her to death. She's amazing. And she calls herself like the, um, it's like the tortoise in the hair. She's the tortoise. And it took her, I think, a year and a half to actually buy her starter kit because she kept just buying ortho ease. Um, she loved it. She loved the massage oil and her and her husband loved it. They were constantly like giving each other, you know, rub downs. And that was her in. And it's okay that, and and I let her take that long. I don't care. I want you to do what's right for you. So if you're just like, Jen, you talked about sleek tea today. I'm drinking more of it here and you love it. And I I really want to try it. Can I just buy that? Yes, you can. I absolutely love getting my, my customers involved in like a larger, um, like kit so that I can really dive in and help you. But sometimes it's just as simple as like, I want sulfurzyme. Can you help me get sulfurzyme? And I'm like, absolutely, because I want you to start somewhere. So if you are ready to get started on this wellness journey, if you are ready to dive in deep, or if you're just ready to dip your toe in, I'm your girl. I will let you move at the pace that you want to move at. You can still use your bleach girlfriend if that's what you need to do. Um, And I'm going to help you help you little by little. And for those of you guys that are like, I can't do little by little. I'm all or nothing. And I want to do the business too, because it sounds like amazing because it is. 
Can I tell you, I just got back from Gold Retreat last month and incredible. And I didn't know anyone going in. I mean, I knew a few people here and there, but like I have now a bunch new sister friends, right? A bunch new people that I absolutely adore. And that's the key is just relationship building, growing. Did you know that people die earlier than people, people who have less friends and relationships die quicker than people who don't? They have studied now that relationships, good, solid, beautiful, loving, good relationships give you more life. It's just so weird and so cool. And that friends is better for your health than anything you can do. So again, if you are ready to get started in a big way, I'm your girl too. So if you're like, I want in, I want to do the business, just message me, Jen at jenosullivan.com or message me here on Facebook, or you can message me on um, YouTube or just, uh, you know, shoot me an email, like I said. So I would love to help you out. My number number is 946916. It's an early number. It's only six digits because it was so long ago that I joined, but 946916 if you do want to get started. Um, Remember, if you found me because a friend of yours introduced you to me, that means that they probably do essential oils as well, meaning they probably are a, a representative of Young Living, which means go with them. Okay. It's always, you guys, it is so much more fun to do this business with your friends. Um, but if you've got nobody and you need help and you want a somebody, I'm your somebody. Okay. Let me be your somebody. So thanks for letting me hang out with you guys today. I hope that this story has touched you in some way and encouraged you to just make your health better. So we will see you guys soon. And I love you. And I appreciate you being in my life. All right. Be blessed guys. Thank you.